welcome to the heartbeat. This is going to be an amazing episode and I'm really excited to be sharing this with you. This is something that I haven't done in over 300 episodes. I haven't done this ever, but you know, there's 300 episodes of this show and uh, this is the first time that I'm having my coach or one of my mentors onto the podcast and this was an amazing conversation obviously or honestly i guess i should say it's not long enough so we're probably going to do it again um but it's a fun dynamic because we essentially we're interviewing each other the whole time um but i also love this episode for the topics that we discussed around emotional neglect or not self-abandonment um how to handle your emotions how to be with yourself um and even the reflection of that with others and it's perfect timing i think with everything going on in the world right now that uh we talk about this because they're you know people are feeling bored or if you're not feeling bored you're overwhelmed (laughs) it's one of the two things that i've seen people go through um and it's just a call for presence and that's what we're talking about on today's episode with chelsea didier she is an embodiment coach practitioner she's a lot of things which is why she's dope and why she's my coach (laughs) um because i also feel like i'm a lot of things so it just clicks and it meshes i've been working with her for about a year she's been a pretty pivotal point um point in my life really and played a huge role in my healing journey over the past year and so yeah i'm really excited to be sharing this conversation with you guys so without further ado you're listening to presence with myself and Chelsea Didier, you're listening to The Heartbeat. So what's on your heart to talk about today? Um, presence. Presence. Being present right now. Definitely important. Definitely I know we've important. done a lot of work on presence. Holy fuck, we I've changed a lot. lot of work <laughs> on presence. Well, I'm curious, probably your your listeners are too, darling. What has been the most like pivotal portion of, of presence? Like what does that mean to you at this point in your journey and in your life? Dude, presence to me, let's talk about what it used to mean, I guess, right? Like okay, perfect. for me, yeah, I used to like presence means like you're getting shit done you're showing up uh with a lot of energy um or it was like a it was like a how how i showed up um Mm. and and it was almost like this in a way like i was neglecting myself ironically i was being present for other Mm. people and not me right Mm. that's essentially what i thought showing up or being present meant being here it's like yeah i'm here i'm giving i'm doing uh, but I wasn't being, and that's something that you helped me a lot with is being present and dropping in. And to me now, uh, what really resonates with me the most is getting connected to or curious about my senses is the best way that I can mm-hmm. describe it. I know because you, you talk a lot about getting into your body, and that's something I definitely want to bring up uh, in a second. But for me, that like how I do that and what clicks in my brain is – getting connected to my senses, actual sense mm-hmm. of sight, taste, mm-hmm. feeling, smelling, like all of that really 
draws me to the present moment to be present mm-hmm. to what is. Mm-hmm. And it's also in a way like a mind, like calming the chatter of your mind and you're just yeah. aware of, uh, instead of anxious about. So yeah. that's what it means yeah. to me, but I would love to hear your Perfect. journey on it. Cause this is something that <laughs> I haven't actually heard much too much about. Uh, yeah. even though we've been working together for almost a year now, <laughs> I know yeah. bits and pieces, but, uh, just guess since we're on a podcast, like what was your experience like getting to the place you're at now? Totally. Thank you for asking. And yeah, I'm super grateful to hear about the census piece. I think that's probably the easiest way as we know to like, just jump back into that pocket whenever mm-hmm. we feel ourselves a little bit wobbly in, in our mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, presence has been a long journey home. That's why I do what I do now. And you know this, coming back into my body and really feeling myself. And I first became obsessed with this because I was a dancer growing up my whole life, a performer and an actor and doing all the things on stage. And so anybody would have looked at me and been like, oh, she's super in her body. Look at her. Like she's nailing it. And, and you probably had the same feeling as like an athlete. You're like, oh yeah, I'm in my body. It's a lot of people that work with their bodies often feel like they are. Um, but it's a different level of emotional and spiritual connection and presence. And spiritual, by the way, can just mean like connection to the earth, to like our physical plane. And I, like you said, like our touch, our taste, how we come alive. And because of some trauma that I've gone through in, in this life, I definitely checked out. I abandoned myself, which is, something else you and I have worked with a lot is like we we leave our body when there's an intense stress when we're young when we're really young and so without me knowing it I was not present in my feeling body uh I I was definitely good at doing a five six seven eight really <laughs> accurately <laughs> but that it was a performing aspect similar is what you're mm-hmm. describing coming from the doing yeah. of us right much more like mental critical, like, okay, how am I present? How am I showing up? How am I going to accomplish this? How am I going to be there for this person? How it's not actually just breathing and being like, oh, this is me being present. And Mm -hmm. what happened was I went through enough, enough terrible bouts of self-abandonment. I went through enough of me completely leaving myself on the side of the road in different relationships. I felt so much pain that I eventually broke which is what put me on my healing journey and has led me here serving beautiful humans like you. And it's, it's been a a long road of coming home into different layers of presence. And I think for me, one of the biggest things that I really like came into when I was learning about presence, because a lot of it, you know, there's all this like embodiment speak, like get in your body. And a lot of it can feel really foreign if you're not used to being in these worlds, right? right? It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm in my body though. Like I can feel stuff. And and it's it's a different layer of attunement. It's a different frequency. It's a different layer of specificity and connection, like I said, to self and earth, which is why I like to look at, as you know, animals, plants, kids, because those are the most present beings on the planet. When we really are present, we can see that. Well, what do animals spend time doing? They spend time licking stuff, eating stuff, <laughs> yeah. like smelling stuff, touching you, feeling, right? That's how they stay so present. And same with children. What are they doing? They're putting a Lego in their mouth. They're like messing with your hair. They're they're mm-hmm. staring at you or like something across <laughs> the room for a really long time. So <laughs> in the thing. And like yeah. We actually, I think because of the different programming that we're in the different, you know, ancestral trauma, whatever we're working through in our own processes, 
we get really far away from just that level of simplicity and innocence, Mm -hmm. like an innocence in our being of just, how am I feeling? Like checking in, like, isn't that interesting? Look at that tree, the way it's coming out of that cliff and it's just hanging on. And why am I so attracted to that? And even Mm -hmm. just taking that moment as a human, as an adult would change your life perhaps, because that teaches you so much about what do you value? I value mm-hmm. something that is really connected, that's really hanging on, that's really that's really uh, courageous, right? You can mm-hmm. put any sort of um, uh, presence on anything, and plants sure as hell are are present because a tree mm-hmm. is never going. Wait, why am I not a dog? A tree's just a tree. <laughs> They're present AF. They're just gonna be mm-hmm. there. Um, and we can operate the same way. We can really come back to our more natural bodies, our more natural way of being. Which is why I said innocence, because it's it's oddly simple, which is why I think people often spend years and years and years rejecting these teachings, rejecting yeah. breath work, rejecting really like feeling ourselves. Because when we go back in after we've spent decades of not feeling, often what happens is that when we go back into the feeling, it's painful because we've been avoiding, we've been neglecting, we haven't been present, we haven't been feeling mm-hmm. what we've been being asked to feel. We've been busying ourselves. We've been doing. We've been doing the thing. And we're not actually here with ourselves, feeling the thing, allowing it to move through us, allowing us to be present to it, process it, however that comes up for us, which, by the way, can include just dancing about it. Right, Kevin? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't <laughs> yep. like a drawn-out therapy session. Like, it can be just releasing and allowing your body mm-hmm. to, to do what it knows how to do best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love that Let's. it is very simplistic but i think the you know the fear there like you've mentioned is whether it's the wounds of whatever or we just haven't been in our feelings for so long that yeah. we almost have this fear of if i feel it again like it's just going to be this never-ending thing and it'll take control of me right. and i won't be able to you know and it's it's uh instead of just trusting the process of it all because right. it is so really different yeah it is it is. We're mm-hmm. not taught this. We're taught that it has to be pretty complicated or in order for you to grow, you must suffer, right? In order for you to overcome, yeah. you must be in pain or go through this really deep process. And your body will not allow you to stay stagnant in, in the process of it. There's no mm-hmm. way. Your cells are mutating a trillion times a second. Like you, believe it or not, will never just live in the land of pain from your childhood. Like that will <laughs> never happen. But it's a sincere fear because the weight over the years of carrying these burdens, these memories, these feelings, and not allowing ourselves to be seen in them and allow our, allowing ourselves to open to them and feel, mm-hmm. it's like they get heavy. I get it mm-hmm. why you could feel like, wait a second, if I really open up here, I'm never going to come out of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a so lot. Yeah. I have a question for you. What was the most helpful part in your journey and coming into that when you would feel like, oh my God, am I going to be lost? in in this forever like what helped you feel safe again i think a a big part of it was almost like mentally putting Mm -hmm. my agendas my goals my uh deadlines things that i Mm -hmm. wanted to do on the side and say and literally just say like i don't have to do that right now and Mm -hmm. making the decision to give myself space for myself it's kind of like a vacation. It's what a vacation is, right? But I was just doing that. I was just doing that, you know, for a day for your in my emotions. apartment. 
with my emotions. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Emotional and just, vacation. You yeah, totally there you go. We're trademarking yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then that helped me, I think, and the more time you spend doing it just with anything else, you know, the more that I was able to discern my emotions and, and, mm. uh, and, and things like that and figure out what was really going on and know more about myself. And I was getting curious about it all. And even, you know, when we have emotions like anger, or other things that are coming up, um, we feel bad for having those emotions. And, you know, you kind of touched on it a little bit about uh, with childhood. Um, sometimes mm -hmm. we get we get uh, put down for having those emotions. Oh, you shouldn't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Or like, you shouldn't be feeling that way. What's wrong with you? Or, or even just neglect of like, I feel a certain way and you're not getting attention. Um, yeah. could you speak on that for a second? Because that, that's totally. really the, you know, the root of where all of this self-abandonment, self-neglect comes from, because we're not feeling like we matter or our emotions totally. matter really. Yeah. We're not feeling like we matter. And we're also not feeling like our emotions are valid. Like think about how many times even like the best mom in the whole world is like, Oh honey, you're okay. You don't, you don't need to cry. You don't mm. need to cry. You're fine. You're fine. Hi, you're fine. And it's like this continual <laughs> convincing of a, to a person, a small soul who totally is picking up how to live life and engage with others and, and express themselves, right? They're picking up. Mm -hmm. You're so sensitive when you're little. You, you're understanding the world and how it's operating. You're pretty much fully formed by the age of two, three, mentally speaking. And so mm -hmm. you're looking at your mom telling you like, oh, you're okay. But what if you like really hurt and you hurt yourself? You might not have any direct memories of this as like a walking, breathing adult right now, but your little self, when you were in that moment, you went, oh, I am okay. I'm okay, but I want to cry. Is it okay for me to cry? Am I okay? Does crying mean okay? Mm -hmm. Does crying mean I'm not okay? Like you're deciding, you're figuring out what all of this mm -hmm. means. And your mom, of course, is just doing the best she can, which is what her mom did. So we're all just passing along kind of <laughs> like fumbling ways of trying to raise each other so a lot of it is also mm -hmm. emotional intelligence and understanding like our moms and dads did the best that they could and oftentimes it's a complete neglect of how to really work with your consciousness as a growing developing being and also as a very wise soul potentially um mm -hmm. one of my friends who's a conscious parenting coach says that conscious parenting is actually the realization that your child may be an older soul than you and it's, it's really parenting from that space. And so acknowledging mm. that we were all raised being told how to feel or being told that like, oh, God, really, you're going to make you're going to be dramatic about this again. Like, come on, mm. really, you're going to you're going to make it a big deal about this. And to be real with you, what if you are? What if you as like a teenage girl needed to make that moment a big deal? And it wasn't about hormones and it wasn't about the next dude. And it wasn't about any of the excuses mm -hmm. that we were often told to like basically shut up be small men and women we don't have the yeah. time for this that feels too heavy for me you need to stop so we get really conditioned whether that's by teachers coaches parents you name it whatever authority figure was really present in your life while you were doing anything that you cared about their mm -hmm. input on that will directly affect the way that you hold and process that mm -hmm. so you might grow up then to be an adult that's like Oh, yeah, no, I don't need to talk about that. That's fine. And then you grow up and every single one of your relationships, you're farther and farther and farther away from yourself and actually the other person that you apparently are trying to be close to. But you have mm. no idea what's going on because this is just how you were raised. You just assume that this is just how it is. 
Like my feelings mm-hmm. aren't going to hurt you. I can't put them on you. You're not strong enough to hold them. And also we're not taught how to hold feelings. Like what you were saying about space, like you gave yourself space to feel them. Can you imagine mm-hmm. if we were all raised with that awareness? Like if your mom was like, <laughs> oh, honey, like you've had a really hard day. Why don't you just go roll around in the grass? Like what if that yeah. was the solution? Wouldn't that be incredible? But the way that right. we're all operating and- is like, nope, nope. Gotta <laughs> no, instead it's you got to do what you have to do first. Yep. And then we'll feel, yeah. that was, you know, that was, that was mine. It was, mm-hmm. I don't care. You got homework to do, finish it. And then yeah. you can go and do what you want. You'll have, you know, get your work done first. And so, so our definitions of importance then, have to shift, right? Then was born a workaholic, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and that was my path. And do you, yeah. do you, do you resonate with like, a bunch of your, I mean, most of your past relationships until probably pretty recently being that of you being like trying to connect with them and then feeling guilty about sharing certain parts of yourself. And especially as a man, like, isn't that Mm -hmm. challenging, right? To open up. Yeah. It it was, it was not about being about sharing sides of myself, but it was almost like the more that I would try to get close, the more distant it felt. If that makes sense. And part of that was because, mm. you know, they weren't emotionally available. And so they were pulling yeah. away and I was codependent. Um, yeah. that was a huge part of that. Right. So I yeah. was basically loving the way I knew how to love. And they were like, they, they, again, inner child stuff didn't know how to process that or they were, didn't know how to hold themselves in that way. Um, and so that was scary for them. So they would back away. <laughs> and yeah. I was just like triggering yeah. that within them totally um, and you guys got called each other in perfectly right because uh, totally let's be real yeah. vibrationally speaking you're like you're dwindling in the wind like i think i'm doing this this is fine i'll work it off it's great come into my <laughs> like i'm fine this is totally great i have no room for you i don't even know how to process my own emotions ah and you both like, oh, yeah it's, it's really real it's really mm-hmm. really real it, and it, it uh, is one of the things that you hit on uh, and I wanted to talk about was uh, you, you, I, th- I think you kind of mentioned it, but I, or either this is me putting a mental bookmark on this or you said it. I can't mm-hmm. remember at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry. I've been present. Um, <laughs> but it was, it <laughs> was, yeah, I was talking about um, what our parents were saying to us about our emotions of, no, you shouldn't feel that or, you know, blaming, oh, your hormones or stuff like that. And, that then becomes the the language of how we speak to ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, right. The our parents create the script that we then inherit and then use forever. So mm-hmm. we we oftentimes like if if your parent taught you that like this is a table, like it's table and we put things on it and they're the person that guides you through the first years of your life, and then they also tell you that your emotions are a lot. And they're too heavy, whether that's through their actions of being present and saying that to you or their actions of literally not noticing or not being there for you to be a sounding board or to hold you in any way. Then we learn, oh, I'm not able to share my emotions. I'm not able to speak. And if I do speak, maybe I'm labeled something as dramatic or, um, yeah, this is where we get a lot of labels of 
too much and we're we're told to basically be silent and and go into do mode right that's how a lot of us then go get our attention because our words and sharing how we feel on our hearts isn't accepted so then we're like okay well how else can i get their attention and approval i'll be really good at doing stuff and now we create a whole network of workaholics yay america <laughs> because we're just not able to be present with our emotions and there's just not a whole lot of emotional intelligence available and and that's just I mean, our parents are doing the best that they can, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're raised like that, it becomes really challenging to see that those are our patterns because it just appears to be normal because everyone else learned that this is a table. So if this is a table and I was told that I was dramatic or even worse, like called names, um, then I'm going to assume and speak to myself with that vocabulary. I'm going to then talk to myself, oh, God, Chelsea, you're so dramatic. Nobody cares. Nobody even wants to listen to you. Like, why are you even speaking? Like, no, like all of that. And then we get into victim mentalities and stories. We get into complete shutting down from our emotions. We completely self-abandon. And now we're really far away from anything real that is presence. We're really far away from feeling with ourselves, which is why you heard me speak earlier on innocence and coming back to our truth as little children, which is why inner child is so inner child work is so important. And you and I have done a great deal of that, of just getting closer to the softness of who we really are and creating our own spaciousness to allow ourselves to feel the things that we've been carrying for most likely decades. Most likely these are ways that we've been holding ourselves because we've been trained to emotionally, intellectually. Um, it's just the way that we, we react, their habits, their patterns, their conditioning, you know, we don't know another way until we're really either in enough pain because of our current life circumstances, or we're really tired from having like the same result happen again and again, when we really feel like we're a good person and we should be like mm -hmm. able to maintain this relationship. And why can't I do it? And like, why am I self-sabotaging? And all of these layers where you finally will reach out for help. Hopefully, you know, you'll finally get to a place where you're willing to lay down your sword and your tongue and say, I don't know how to do this. And I need someone to hold space for me and I need to learn how to hold space for myself. And that and includes basic hold space means. <laughs> yeah. Which we should say, like holding space yeah. is is being present. <laughs> it's allowing <laughs> with the utmost patience and grace mm. and softness of heart and connection with other that might also be with yourself for you to feel whatever it is that you're feeling and actually know in your truth that it's worth the time that your feelings are not a waste of time that there's not something better to be doing that actually you feeling your feelings is the thing that you haven't been making time for which is why it feels so heavy which is why it feels like you could be lost in them forever but if you actually trust your body, which is the gateway to your presence on this planet, when you trust your body to know exactly how to release something, that when you go into an emotion, a memory, a, a moment, a, a, a process where you can actually feel that your body can hold it, you can hold it and watch it twist and change and shift and release you and I've done a lot of this where it's like even mm -hmm. the most dense, painful memories, you can witness your body. And it's just like anything else. The more you do it, the more you practice, the easier it becomes for you. It becomes like a literal tunnel in your heart and mind that knows exactly how to execute this process of right. really transmutation and releasing this stuck energy. Your body knows how it really does. So the second that you create the space with the trust, take a deep breath, take your hands off the wheel, 
and just go, mm. I'm going to feel this. And maybe that means I'm quote unquote out for a day, for yeah. three hours, for a week, knowing that that process is actually so worth your time because it means the next two years, 85 years of your life will be really full and a lot less heavy. It's you trusting that by giving the space and time to these stuck emotions that it's going to ripple into your body in the way that you have space to create new things, to be to be really good friends to new people. It will literally create new openings, new opportunities, new um, ways of being that feel a lot better and more in alignment and your body can also breathe again. Yeah, it's it's very important to create that space. And like you said, your body just knows what to do and you just have to trust it. And I think that was a big thing. Just remembering my yeah. own process, especially starting working with you that um, I didn't trust it because it was like, well, then how am I going to control it? And I was like, <laughs> it was it was really a fighting for control because you had this mm -hmm. weird sense of control if you were mm -hmm. in this anxious doing mode mm -hmm. that so many people are, even though it's an illusion. Yeah. And then what's also happened with the amount of space that's, I mean, with the amount of space that you've created for yourself and you've cleared within yourself, I mean, what can you share about the amount of creative doing that gets to come through now, but in a much more aligned, soft, wholehearted way? Yeah. I mean, we were talking about this before we hit record, you know, with our, our yeah. session about how like I've just been, I've been doing probably more than I was this time last year. But mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. feels like I'm just creating some stuff and I'm having fun and it's easy and I'm mm -hmm. not stressed and I'm not anxious and I'm, I'm very, you know, present with myself and my emotions. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's a pull, not a push. Um, right. and I know right. I'm really more so talking about my relationship with work, but even relationships with like, friendships and stuff in my life mm. and the people that are in my life, it's been, um, lighter. I don't feel bad about yeah oh, i should have done this with her i should or or i'm a bad friend or whatever it was i was just beating myself up constantly before and yeah. it was all just a projection uh or a mirror really of the me neglecting me yeah you know and so out of that process is was there was a lot of overthinking there was a lot of self-sabotage um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know it, it that was a huge one for me in my relationships and in my finances uh, really, mm. really, really big, uh, mountain peaks and super deep valleys, uh, over mm. and over again. And, um, mm. that's really kind of harmonized now that I've actually shown up for myself and actually whatever, you, you know, that means doing it differently than I was before. Um, mm -hmm. and out of it, you know, has come this guide that I just created mm -hmm. for how to stop overthinking and sabotaging, which is it's so <laughs> good. Yes. And then, um, a new course that I'm going to be creating that's all on presence. Mm -hmm. And honestly, a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about in this episode and a lot of things yeah. that you've helped me with in, in my life as, as well. Yeah. 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 It's something, I mean, especially it's such a good guide. A creative. I'm just kind of like, oh, this is how I did that. This is how I do things. This is how I did this. Uh, here you go. <laughs> and then to see right. like, well, wait, this is helping people like, oh, it's cool. Uh, I'm just, I'm just doing me. <laughs> yeah, it's basically how you built your whole brand, which is you being really authentic <laughs> to wherever you are, which is why people yeah. love it, darling, because they can feel truth right. and you know that. And so you're mm -hmm. taking your own stuff, like what's worked, what hasn't worked, what pitfalls have you found, what are the peaks and the valleys, as you said, and putting them in a really like 
concise how-to guide is so pivotal. So, yeah. so pivotal. And the, and the, I know when I, when I typed out that guide, it literally just flew through me in four hours. And then I sent it over to you and I was like, hey, just double, double check this. Yeah, um, yeah. And to get your eyes on it because, you know, you're somebody that I respect. And uh, what was your thoughts or upon reading it? Like, what did you feel? Because I know oh, we man. did make a few changes here and there, but you were, yeah, you know. Overall, I mean, super, super powerful. It's mainly like I appreciate it because, as you know, I can go super deep and like into the woo mm. and like the fabric of the life and like go really into <laughs> it. And yeah. I really appreciate the simplicity and just like the how to idness of it. It's so yeah. easy to follow and be like, oh, that's me. Right. Check. That's something that I do. Check. Or you're, it's just you're calling out a ton of blind spots. And by putting them all in one concise document, it really allows someone to go through it. And if they're really on a, in a process and on a journey of self-discovery, it's such an incredible guide. Mm. So please, for anyone listening, if you haven't checked it out, please go check it out. It's really, really well Shameless done. And, plug. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you. And one of the, one of the things that I loved the most about it was coming at it from, and this is something you and I have talked about, but the abandonaholics. Mm. When we get in yeah. such a process of abandoning ourselves, and and we don't realize it, and that a lot of it is because our own, you know, chemical imbalances, because of the way that we were raised or the relationships that we've been in, are telling us that one thing is love when it's when it's not. It's just what we're used to. Where it does get a little mm -hmm. tricky, gets a little foggy. It's just, which is why we all right. need really good friends and support systems to be like, am I repeating this? Is this, is this what's happening <laughs> to kind of suss it out, right? For ourselves. And more discernment on it. Yeah. 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 How would definitely. you suggest for anyone that is like considering, man, like, am I a bananaholic? How do you Read think the guide. they would, <laughs> right? <laughs> go, to, go to, go to heartguy.com. You click on courses and you scroll down to free stuff and it's right there. Um, yeah, seriously. I mean, we lay it out in that guide. And I printed it out pretty simple for you guys. So mm -hmm. definitely check it out. And, you know, you're, Chelsea, you're going to be helping me with uh, kind of coming through and, and fine tuning some of the stuff with the presence course. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited about that. Uh, don't really have a timeline on it because I'm not putting unnecessary pressure on myself because I want to be present. Look at that. It. Go figure. That's how we do space. Uh, yep. So <laughs> for everybody, when is it coming out? I don't know. Um, soon. And it's all I can tell you. So. If you do want in on that as well, the guide talks about it, but it is listed on the courses section of my website, uh, and there's a wait list so you can join in and I'll let you know and give you updates on it all. Um, but yeah, Chelsea, thank you so much for mm -hmm. chatting, chatting it up, mm -hmm. giving your thank wisdom. You. Um, and did, would you have any last bits of words to share? Just for anyone in this community, it's such a cool, rare thing that we have the opportunity to go through heartbreaks and up-level together and understand our blind spots and our wounding. And it's such what Kevin's providing is such a powerful um, window into community um, healing, into really being present with one another and really creating safe spaces to dive deep and, and just feel each other as humans without judgment and understand that we're all healing and learning and growing at various different rates. And there's no reason to judge or feel afraid or feel alone when we can, when we can really create the spaces together to do that. And especially amidst COVID and so many other things that are happening on our planet right now, it's really such a good time to join in together into our collective healing. So we can really 
um, shed any barriers or layers of fear or judgment around just being ourselves, just being who we are and our authentic truth. So thank you all for showing up, for supporting Kevin. Thank you um, for just being your beautiful heart loves that you are. And um, such a pleasure to be with you today, darling. I love it. Thank you. Where can people find out mm -hmm. more about you and what all you do? You can find me on all social media at Chelsea Didier, and I'm sure my name will be there, but it's C-H-E-L-S-E-A-D-I-D-I-E-R. And um, I also have a website that's getting redone right now, but you can still reach out to me on there, just a basic landing page, and we can connect <laughs> that way. Um, yeah, feel free to reach out. I love to connect with all humans, especially those that are really interested in improving their lives and caring about each other. So thank you. I love it. Thank you so much for jumping <laughs> mm -hmm. on the show. It's mm -hmm. definitely something that's going to happen again. I'm sure people are going to love this. So if it is something y'all want, let me know. It goes down in the DMs. DM me. Let me know. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening and tuning in. It, if you want to get that guide, heartguy.com, click on courses, and it's under free stuff. Go check out all of Chelsea's amazing resources and follow her on social media. And as always, put some heart into everything that you do today.